Wow. You sleep better at night when you're not a dick. Wow. Is what science is telling us. When you're not a selfish asshole, (laughs) you tend to sleep better. Which, listen, I don't sleep well on average because I am an anxious person. So uh, this is good advice for me. I need to just, like, do better by others, and then I can fucking get a good night's sleep. Yes. Would I pay that for that? Yes, I would. Yes. Paying it forward clears this skin up. What? Yes, Yes, I will. (laughs) Come on. Who needs Neutrogena when you have selflessness? (laughs) Say that shit. Woof. Wait, what? (laughs) Cheers. Hi, everybody. Welcome back to Amateur Intellectuals. Hopefully you have listened to a few of these before and got a vibe for what we are. If not, we're sorry. This is your first uh, dose of what we're about. Um, I'm here with my co-host, Kendall. Hey, girl. Hi, honey. And I'm Caitlin. And we try to talk about stuff to try to be better and smarter. We try. And that's all it is. And I feel like that's what you guys are doing too. So let's give it a go. Today, we are going to talk about giving back. Uh, We're getting into the holiday season, as Kendall uh, established in the last episode very, very eloquently. So we got to start thinking about, you know, getting out of our little selfish hidey holes and (laughs) maybe occasionally (laughs) doing a solid for someone other than number one. That's all I'm saying. (laughs) Imagine. Imagine how better the world would be. So, okay. I remember actually in the last episode, we talked about, you asked me what like your favorite part about the holiday season was. And I said it was the culture. And part of it was this. I mean, it was this feeling of everybody's a little less selfish and it's just expected of you to think about other people, care about other people. What am I going to get them for Christmas? You know, what would they like? I just like that exercise for everybody. So I should just do it all the time, including myself. I sound so holier than thou, but like I'm among the mud (laughs) with everyone else. (laughs) Okay. This leads me to my question and then we'll get to the drink. Oh shit. You ready? (laughs) I think. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I already know the answer to this. It's fine. What have you done, Kendall, recently to give back in any way, shape, or form? We're going to get into how you can, but tell me in your Oof. definition how you have given back to something outside of yourself. I already know the answer, but I want to hear it. Sing that song, Baby Doll. Go. <laughs> I see, and like maybe this is to be just really atrociously selfish. Maybe this is uh my <laughs> my um self-sabotage. I have a hard time with this. I don't know. I don't know. Um Jesus. The last time I did something for somebody else. Um Yesterday was my dad's birthday and we all went out to eat and that was fabulous. But I, you know, that wasn't from me. Stop um, it. Listen, it rhymes with riding. <laughs> what? What have you done? Uh, <laughs> what have you done recently? <laughs> I've converted into a Democrat. Yes. yes! <laughs> and you've actively gone to protests. You've, ac- you've actively <clears throat> stood up for people that are not you. 
you know, the Black Lives Matter movement. Tell me more about that because, I mean, uh, meanwhile, you're thinking like, I can't think of anything. And when I was typing these notes, I'm like, he's going to have like eight things. I'm going to have to like (laughs) shut him down at some point so we can get back to the episode because you've done so much. So tell, I know that's not the purpose. It's not to sing your song, right? It's not to promote yourself. But you have done these things and we're trying to teach others to do it. So in the name of that, tell me what you've done. Okay. 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 That's cool. Um, well, so like, I think that a big part of um, my life and it's kind of been, you know, when I was a camp counselor, we had this like, I mean, it kind of sounds crazy, but it's cool. It's very cool. And like in, when you're in a part of it, it's like, it's very revered, but we had like, if you if you did a whole year of service summer excuse me a whole summer of service you know taking care of kids and and um living there and all that stuff they would give you a name and like the, it was like an indian themed camp like um they it was this ancient not actually ancient but 100 year old camp something like that and they had this program where it was it was bible centered but it was also like in theme with like tejano ritual kind of stuff um and so you got an indian name at the end native you know faux native american name kind of thing which is probably appropriation which sounds terrible now in 2020 but it's fine i, I got an italian name when yeah. i took italian i got a french name when i took french <laughs> like it's fine <laughs> and uh the leaders of the camp noticed the way that i would take care of kids maybe hone in maybe like I would kind of more times than not like focus my attention more on the kids that came from, you know, houses with issues or income issues or behavioral issues or any, the ones that were the hardest to love is is the one that I'm naturally inclined to love the most, at least in that scenario. Yeah. Yeah. Um, And so they named me compassionate silver um, and they had this da 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 about it and it was pretty cool, but. Um, I think that becoming an adult, in becoming an adult, other people recognizing that compassionate, empathetic side of me, I don't know that I would have ever noticed it because it's just kind of who I am. Mm-hmm. Um, but, but you're I, not clocking like it. You're not clocking it and tallying all the things you're doing for other people. You're just doing it because it's just what comes natural to you. That makes sense. Right. Exactly. That's the that's a really good way to explain it. And. I'm not. I'm not saying that like I'm. I'm good at it. I don't do it a hundred percent of the time. There's I'm certainly times you're that good I. At it, and I well, can. <laughs> no, it's okay. Uh, no, seriously though. Yeah, finish. Yeah. That's cool. That's really cool. You know, I don't know that I would have thought of that, but, um. Yeah, it, it, especially in like the pressure cooker that was Trump's four years, and and this crazy lack of empathy that we've talked about on the show plenty of times, um. It's it's really easy now to see the big distance that we need to go. Um, and so I'm really looking forward to this episode because I think this will be cool and it'll be a, a good, um, maybe like a how-to of just to open your eyes to walk in other people's shoes. And all of a sudden, it's really not that... It's pretty hard to explain some of these um, terrible biases that we have against folk that for no good goddamn reason, so... Yeah. Good point. Good point. We are so politically charged. Do you remember that? (laughs) This is the most fucking immature thing to 
associate to this, but welcome to welcome to amateur intellectuals. <laughs> um, so remember in the office where they were playing the uh, like bourbons whatever like bourbon broads and whatever it was it was like there has been a murder oh yes 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 yes, yes okay yes, yes. so when they're playing that murder mystery game at the very end they're all at a mexican standoff right and they're like huh, i'm not going down for this and like jim's like to pam you too like i'm tired i want to go home she's like get my keys out of my purse like she's like so serious so I know that I that's a that. silly, funny thing that was meant for comedic relief. However, what's so good about The Office and why I think it was such a masterpiece, and I will watch it until the day I die uh, in reruns, is because it hits on a lot of fundamental truths and then makes satire out of it. It makes fun of stuff. Mm-hmm. So with the Mexican standoff, it, it it's not this. This is a very big leap. But it reminds me. This idea of everything being so politically charged. Everybody's got this Mexican standoff. Yes. We're all we all have our finger guns at each other, and it's like, huh, huh, huh. and then like, oh, he he was a double agent, and he's a double agent. It just feels it just feels oh. that ridiculous to me. Like, there's just Fabulous. so many other things that define a person than their political views. Like, it just you know, you're not garbage because you believe something. I mean, it makes me angry, right. or it doesn't. We can work in it, or sorry, we can work with it if both sides are whatever. La 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 la. We're not going to get into right. it. But the point is, just guys, like we can make good and make other people feel good. So it doesn't have to be that big, like, you know, ah! like, you know, shoot, 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 shoot. Yeah. It doesn't have to be that. I'm sure that was delightful into the microphone for everybody's ears. Sorry. <laughs> It was fabulous. Anyway, maybe we'll edit it down the volume. Maybe we won't. It'll be maybe a surprise. <laughs> maybe it'll be a life. I want to say for you, I want to because in the same way that you did for me, I think that it's really, really cool the way that you have. I mean, we've got plenty of reasons for doing the show. We love to do the show, all of that. But like the way that you've really driven one of the top priorities, if not the top priority for you. And continuing and and moving forward and 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 putting in all of the work is that you know like people need this right now like times are tough and and uh, it it's it ain't so easy out there so if we can just have some relief and maybe a little bit of learning but have a laugh along the way I think that we're doing a good thing and that's all you like that you have really driven that to be number one in the show so thank you thank you look at us giving back to each other we're we're already (laughs) leading by example we're so above it thank you that's very very sweet and i will take that into my heart and i will think on it i really mean it um yeah so so as small and as stupid as it is i've so i guess my way to answer that question is kind of like i've made a declarative stance in this recent election. So for me, Hell yeah. for me, listen, I was trained. How do I put this? I was trained to be a bit like a mercenary. That's so much jazzier than what it actually is. But let's, let's pretend like I'm cool for a second. I'm supposed to learn someone else's point of view. I get paid money to do that. And then I sell that view to others in an eloquent, like written way that's supposed to influence the heart bone (laughs) the heart bone the heart (laughs) i like that (laughs) yep it's what it is the heart bone is connected to the empathy bone (laughs) (laughs) anyway 
<laughs> oh my god. Anyway. I love that. So that means that I've I've never taken a stance on anything publicly in my adult life. Now as a teenager and things I did, but then I got quiet really quick. Um and I was lucky I wasn't super into the social media stuff when I was young because, I mean, I graduated high school in 2004, so if that tells you anything. But uh, this recent election called to the carpet how we need to proclaim what's right and wrong in our own minds, right? We don't need to fight everybody else. Like, we don't need to be ugly about it. Uh, unless it's warranted and you have to throw it down, but that's like <laughs> But for the most part... It was hard for me because, you know, I had to stretch outside of my comfort zone and um, I felt it was really necessary to do it. It was bigger than what I was feeling. This this cause was bigger and more important than what my comfort level was. So I had to step out. And part of the reason, honest, honestly and truly, was you because you not only had the passion and the words to articulate why this mattered, but you had the patience to walk me through it. You know, because the moment that you were going to detach from me, should that happen, you would have lost me and I would have closed back up. You did not do that, Kendall. And you walked me through like, it's fine. It's a safe space. It's important. Let's go together. Mm-hmm. Like, we're going to be brave together. And you were a really big part of that. So that's what my giving back recently is in my very, very small way is just stopping the habit of being private about how I feel and think and mm-hmm. being more open and letting people judge me as they may. That's a big thing for me, even though it's a very small thing from the outside. So uh, anyway, that's Killing my it. contribution. <laughs> Killing it. I mean, God. I have a lawn sign in my yard that you know of because I sent you pictures of it yeah. um, that says by BYE, Don, by Don, Biden. It's supposed to be a pun. Fair uh, be well. Yes. Well, don't. Just fair. I mean, just, yeah, just go. Just, you know, <laughs> sink or swim. Just don't want to be there when it happens. But no, but yeah, so... uh Anyway, it seems small, but the like I never, ever, ever, ever would have put a, a lawn sign in my yard before this year. And so that's just my small way of trying to show others. Because as I drive by my neighbor's houses that have Biden signs in their yard, it really does something to me. And so I wanted to contribute to that voice and show that I was part of that group. And I have never, ever done that before. I'm 34 years old. I have never done that before so that's my small way so as people drive by if there's if there's a person that drives by and reads my sign and says like there's another one there's another one that's enough you know oh yeah absolutely and it's like small incremental changes in our community are it it, it is our power that is what we can do and so uh kudos to you if you want to hear some fucking trash that (laughs) you just reminded me always i had (laughs) obviously <laughs> I was in high school. And mind, like, we've talked about Christian conservative growing up. Da, 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 da. And so I was confused, okay? But I did have a McCain Palin sticker on the bottom of my golf bag. And I thought I was the shit for having it because I was just Listen, like, yeah. McCain was a good man. He was also and, a Republican yeah. and had a lot of views that maybe didn't, you know, fly. But he was a good guy. I mean, I, literally, yeah. I, I'm not sticking somebody evil. Yeah, right. It was a different thing then, definitely. 
and I hope to God I wouldn't have had like a, even in that same scenario, you know, I wouldn't have a Trump. Who knows? But no, you wouldn't. Um, and anyway, no, you no. said this before in a past episode. You said I've I've had the passion, and then we talked about it, and you're like you you're like I've always had the passion, and then we talked about how you figured out where to point it. So it's never been on you like it's always been you you just had to grow up and figure out what your beliefs were and what you hold true and you got to give yourself room to grow up because i mean you know it's easy for any of us to think to to be honest i didn't care and i remember and i'm not proud to say that i didn't care even in college i was like i don't care i don't care who wins i don't care about this and so that's part of the problem more than somebody who's passionately confused like at least you're voting like i was like i don't care who's who is i don't care who who is that so yeah don't worry we all had to come into it into it into our own time you have to mature at your own level just like anything else you have to come to that place but yeah don't you worry because this is gonna be a really feel-good episode i'm telling you love it okay let's start with feeling good uh in our livers. So the drink of the episode yes. <laughs> is the gratitude cocktail. This is one ounce wild turkey, 101. One, I haven't had wild turkey since I was a girl. <laughs> <laughs> since I was in college. A lot out there. What? Okay. One ounce wild turkey. One ounce Applejack, which in these days I know as the My Little Pony more than the drink. I have no idea what that is. One ounce. I don't either. Applejack. Applejack. That's oh, all I know. Apple Jack Daniels? I have no idea. Yes. Let's go with that. Let's go with that. <laughs> one half ounce sweet vermouth. One half ounce Sinar. Am I pronouncing that right? C-Y-N-A-R. Sinar. Sinar. S- loud and confident i don't know that's right and one (laughs) teaspoon blackberry thyme shrub as you do as you pull out of your garden as we all have so you stir and strain into a coupe glass garnish with a sprig of rosemary so this sounds Mm. like a a very warm burny but also like not burny as in like (laughs) Sanders. Yeah, not Bernie Sanders. <laughs> more like Bernie Bernie down the gullet. <laughs> right. Yes. Um, okay. Anyway, I liked... So here's why I picked this drink. Because it's pretty on the nose. And I don't love to do that all the time. Like pick the thing that is the name of the thing of the episode. But here's why I picked it. I read it from whiskeythief.net. And here's what they said about it. This was honestly right up there with the best cocktails we've ever concocted. A great deal of labor went into the creation of each ingredient. We are grateful we had ready access to such rich, decadent fare. We are grateful for the cocktail education that led us to keeping each of those ingredients in our stock. We are grateful for the bounty of this drink. It has truly lived up to to its name. Damn! I was like, okay. Yes! (laughs) <laughs> oh my god on theme be grateful oh my god okay excellent yes love it Hello. love it love it love it okay mm-hmm. so that brings us into our episode okay feel free to chime in i really mean this kendall jump in wherever you have a thought as you have it because i okay. think you're gonna have a lot of thoughts on this rightfully so because just you're a very 
empathetic person, you're a very compassionate person, and you are a very passionate person. So I want to know how you vibe with the things that I'm bringing, okay? Okay. Okay. So Maya Angelou said, no Mm. one has ever become poor from giving. The point of that quote, how I interpret it in my not-so-humble opinion is when you give, you fill something up inside of you. If you're depressed or you're stressed or whatever, if you're struggling in any kind of a way, giving back will help ease those feelings. It is a two birds with one stone situation. You will help yourself as much as you will help the other person. That has been clear from any giving opportunity that I've ever had in my life. I have gotten a a high from being able to help somebody else. Have you? Oh, yeah, absolutely. And, you know, I think that there's plenty of there's plenty of ways to give. And and sometimes it's money and sometimes it's not. Sometimes it's time. Sometimes it's food. Sometimes it's 10 million other things. Um, You know, I think that we might have talked about this early in the podcast, but uh, I heard that uh, uh, Maya, my God, uh, I know the smartest, greatest excellence, whatever. uh, Fabulous. Um, Words aren't big enough for the power that i mean shit but and not but um denzel washington i think that i've mentioned this to you denzel washington said that he was uh uh, walking into the oscars and somebody on on the red carpet asked uh you know you paid for chadwick bosman his schooling and he did he did yeah he did i didn't know that Chadwick, yeah. no, I don't want to talk about it. It's part of the casualties of 2020. I don't want to talk about it. I, <laughs> I mean, know. I do. I do. Terrible. I do. Tell me. Tell me. Yeah. But also, it hurts my heart because he's brilliant. He was such oh, an yeah. amazing actor and it was so good. And I don't even like the Marvel movies. So if I can be right. in, moved by that. Captivated by oh Chad. Yeah. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Tell me. Tell me. So he he walked in and, and um he somebody said, you paid for Chadwick Boseman's um, uh, education. Right. And Denzel said, well, yeah, but like I did that for me. And they were like, what? And it was like, well, I mean, giving is almost selfish. Like the feeling that I got getting to do that and now watching it blossom into even millions of more things makes me feel good. And like and the the brilliance of Denzel, like just to be it it, it kind of changed my because it's not selfish, obviously, to give. um, But there's something for lack of a better word, profoundly, greatly, awesomely selfish about it in, in terms of your gain, in terms of what you get. And acknowledge it. I mean, it's not, there's yes. nothing shameful about feeling good about helping other people. There's nothing Hell wrong yeah. with that. And you should yeah. you should advocate that. Like anybody who gives should advocate that more because it's a friggin' selling point to Absolutely. get other people to give, right? Yeah. So yes. Okay. Well, I'm really, I'm really glad you said that because you're so on the nail about what we're going to talk about today. Um, you you just preface this beautifully. Okay, here, let's, let, let's just dive in. Okay. Most philosophies and religions, uh, they have a very strong belief in giving back to the world, right? It's a part of the narrative that they have to have. I say narrative in every episode too. Like I say mom in every episode. <laughs> <laughs> I see myself. Leave me alone. Safe space. Not only does it have uh, the obvious benefit of helping others, but it's apparently one of the most therapeutic things you can do for yourself. So Mm. 
Mahatma Gandhi is quoted saying, the best way to find yourself is to lose yourself in the service of others. Also profound. That is a very, very good uh, quote and, and something people should learn from and live by. So here's a little bit about a study that was done. A team asked some older people to fill out questionnaires uh, about their level of purpose and meaning in life. Um, so things like, I feel good when I think of what I've done in the past and what I hope to do in the future. They were also asked about their sleep quality, their sleep-related health problems. And it turned out that those with the feeling of meaning in life slept a lot better at night. They were 63% less likely to report sleep apnea, 52% less likely to have restless leg syndrome, and had moderately better sleep quality overall. You sleep better at night when you're not a dick. Wow. Is what science is telling us. When you're not a selfish asshole. (laughs) You tend to sleep better, which listen, I don't sleep well on average because I am an anxious person. So, uh, this is good advice for me. I need to just like do better by others and then I can fucking get a good night's sleep. Yes. Would I pay that for that? Yes, I would. Yes. Paying it forward clears this skin up. What? Yes, Yes, I will. Come on. Who needs Neutrogena when you have selflessness? She shouts into the microphone. Okay. Love it. So, quote, helping people cultivate a purpose in life could be an effective drug-free strategy to improve sleep quality, particularly for a population that is facing more insomnia. So we're getting more stressed and more sleepless and more depressed and more dependent on medication. And they're saying there is a purpose here. There's a real therapeutic Mm. medical reason to give outward to help others quote purpose in life is something that can be cultivated and enhanced through mindfulness therapies so it it says that you'll live longer uh, like all the good things so we think that it has all these health benefits but why so for one it it takes the focus off of ourselves which seems to be what kills us right we think we obsess and think over ourselves um Much of our mental anguish, stress, depression is linked to ruminating, chewing on the worry-based thoughts about yourself Mm -hmm. and how you performed and how you should perform and what you need to do and what you haven't done and whatever. It gets you out of your own head. That's, yeah, it's not necessarily like thinking about how great I am. It's thinking about how much of a failure I am. That's still, yeah. It rids it just as much. It's almost like, think about the sound wave. I mean, Kendall and I obviously know sound waves very well because of the podcast, but think about the sound waves. It cuts off the top and it cuts off the bottom so that Mm -hmm. the, the really low lows are gone and the really high highs are gone. So you don't get so arrogant when you give to, I mean, maybe you do. I don't know. I don't know you. (laughs) But I think you don't go so into the self-delusion like some people that we know that are running the democracy. We know it, right? Not for long. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, but like you're in your own bubble, right? You, you don't give yeah. back to others and you've never had that point of view to get perspective. And same with being just self-centered and sad and mopey all the time. You also right. don't have that point of view. So – Anyway, it's just interesting, and it's food for thought, uh, certainly. And it doesn't hurt anybody. It literally helps everyone involved. So there is no downside to doing this. Okay. (laughs) So 
it says, transferring your focus from yourself to another might work uh, to quiet worry and distress about one's own plight, much in the same way that medication is known to quiet activity in the me centers of the brain. Um also linked to better brain function, less depression, and improved immune function. Literally, your health is better. You could be Literally. better fighting COVID because you're not an <laughs> asshole. <laughs> Seriously. Science. But, uh, yeah. Yeah. It's, I believe it. Uh, it. It's There's something about, you know, like the will of folk, you know, especially like whenever you see folk later in life and, and like you kind of have... Not in all cases, but like you know, if some if somebody wants to die, it, they can kind of do it. Like no, they can right. kind of just will and same it. Same if into... they want to will on until like the kid gets here, so they can say goodbye or whatever. Yeah, same right. thing. Right. Yeah. Yes. It yeah. does. And I so mean, of course, your mental health has an impact on your physical health for sure. I mean, we all know that. I mean, just yeah. look at how much weight I've gained since COVID. <laughs> oh shut up! <laughs> my mental health and my physical health are. <laughs> best friends they just don't always talk nicely about each other <laughs> okay anyway uh so finding that purpose in your life is the point right you do something mm-hmm. good outside of yourself and that gives you purpose so if you can't figure that out then you know do a random good deed for someone just ran- is what they say Um, And just measure how that makes you feel. So just go do something that's out of your daily routine that you know is just purely for someone else. And just measure. If you're like, "Eh, I didn't really get a lot out of that. Like, okay, fine. Gauge it. Fine. But if you feel really much on a high and you're having a good day because you did it, then that's something to measure too. And chase that feeling because it's a very free, pure feeling that you don't have to medicate in order to or self-soothe in order to get. You can go and truly everybody wins. It's a very healthy symptom. Um, Ancient wisdom and modern science both agree with this. So being part of something larger might be one of the best things we can do for both others and ourselves. So everything we've been talking about. Okay, so let's let's talk a little bit about how to give back because there's a lot of different ways and you're not, you are not going to be able to give back the same way as I'm going to be able to give back the same way as he or she is going to be able to give back the same way. So let's talk about different opportunities that maybe fit different personalities. So yeah. So, okay. You can give money, obviously you can donate to causes you believe in, you can invest, you can show your support for things financially. That's an easy thing to do if you have the disposable income to do it. But what if you don't? Well, you can give yourself figuratively. So that means time and expertise, right? So you could mentor someone, you can spend time with someone. We're going to dive in a little bit more into detail about that. You can also give yourself literally, uh, donate blood, be an organ donor, uh, have sex with that ugly nice guy. I'm just kidding. Yes, that was a dumb one. Uh, throw that ass back. <laughs> yes. I write that down. Giving Did back. Did you see that? Did you see that? I'm gonna interrupt you just for a second. Did you see that shit? Whatever. Like there was like protests in like Portland. There's like a hold the line, and um, these these prostitutes. They got like I think it was on TikTok. They got up to the front of the line, and the two of them just together were just like, I will fuck any cop that quits right now. <laughs> <laughs> listen we all work with our strengths if that's her that's strength <laughs> throw it out there 
just give back the way you can, okay? You can. Give yourself literally. I'm in Donnie blood, but if that means that you have to serve your cop, I'm kidding. <laughs> Maybe I'm not. Who knows? Okay, moving on. Give back to your planet. So listen, we're mm-hmm. all consuming. We're all being, you know, we're driving. We're being lazy. We're cooking things. We're using sprays that aren't good for the environment. Whatever. You know what? It won't kill you to plant a tree sometimes. Just plant a tree. Clean up your neighborhood. You know what? You didn't make that mess, but if you're on a walk. So, okay. My daughter and Greg and I were walking to somewhere, just taking a walk for exercise. And she saw a, um, it was like a crunched up soda can in the, like on the sidewalk. And she said, and like, we were like far away from the car. We were like far, like on our way to the hike. And she said, like, we have to be a good citizen and we have to pick this up because she just learned it in her school. Come on, girl. Yes. So then I naturally said, let's, let's just go on our hike. We'll come back and we'll pick it up on the way back. Okay. Right. Just, I don't want to hold this fucking thing. (laughs) This COVID encrusted thing or whatever. I don't want to hold it this entire walk. So we, we go, we come back. Naturally, she spots it. I kind of half thought she was going to forget about it. Nope. She was right She's on, on it. it. So there it is. There it is. Let's pick it up. Let's put it in the car so we can be good citizens. And so I said, like, yeah, it's fine. Like, I was getting a little, like, nervous about germs and whatever. So I was right. like, no, just leave it. It's, it's fine. Somebody else pick it up. So then Greg, rightly corrected me and was like in front of her rightly i mean it was fair it was right he's like no we're gonna be good citizens we're not gonna leave it for somebody else we're gonna pick it up so he picked it up he's like you know obviously you know daughter don't do this i'll do it so he picked it up we put it in the car and we took it home and we put it in the garbage so amazing and like so cool to like be seeing it um isn't it funny how kids are just always right? They're just I mean, they learn on. it because it's what peop- we are all teaching our children. And then we all are like, yeah, but. It, but, 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 but. And then yeah. they just remind us it's really just so simple sometimes. I'm smirking. I'm sorry. I don't know if you saw my face. Tell me. Uh, but, <laughs> so on. <laughs> maybe cut this out. But <laughs> my mom just sent my dad a text. And apparently it comes up on the computer. And it just Aww. was there for a second, and it Daddy. just said it was one of these like forward to ten folk kind of things, and it just said in the two lines it was like forward this to ten friends if you're concerned about a dishonest election. Da, 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 da. No, <laughs> you're maybe just you lost giving the Maserati fuel. What are you doing? Uh, uh, you are the Maserati, uh, and she's giving and you the fuel. Oh yeah. Sorry, I just didn't want you to think that I was laughing at that. I just could not help it. No, it's good. Oh, my God. I'm afraid for you to go home tonight. (laughs) Uh, I saw what you said. I'm going to need your mom on the phone with me to make sure that she's (laughs) safe tonight. (laughs) They would never, like, they never watched the news. They were not. They don't consume that shit. And, like, on purpose because it's, you know, it's painful and toxic and brings you down. And now they're like, they've got Fox News on. And I'm like, when did this happen? When do you guys like listen to this shit? Uh, anywho, let's change the subject. Let's get back to giving back. Yeah. But maybe we can give back by showing them. Changing the goddamn <laughs> <channel>. <laughs> That's the 
way you can give back. Right. Here. This is Rachel Maddow, and she's my queen. You Here's will sit Rachel and Maddow. Listen. Here's MSNBC. <laughs> Here's Jim Shudo on CNN. <laughs> Just have a taste. See how you like the prosciutto. Honesty. Jim See how you like honesty. Yes, <laughs> yes, 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 yes. Oh, my God. Okay. So... We talked a little bit about um, how to give back with money, how to give back figuratively yourself, how to give back literally yourself. Again, just click, like, you know, check the mark of an organ donor. And then if, should you die, you literally do nothing in your consciousness. (laughs) Like you're just, it's just in case (laughs) that is still giving back and that's still a big deal. So the, um, and giving back to your planet is a big one. So The one that I highlighted in my notes, and I have it all in bright yellow highlighting, is give back to yourself. So take a mental health day, which I've learned from Kendall. Uh, That's very important. Learn more about yourself and your patterns to make better choices. So what I mean is learn where you're susceptible, where you make bad choices, where you self-soothe, where you do bad things. We all do it. It just depends on how healthy or unhealthy those choices are. And then just recognize those things about yourself and say, like, I'm feeling stressed. I'm probably going to run to the wine box right now. Mm -hmm. Like, those are the kinds of things that you just need to be self-aware about. And if you're more mindful about those things, then you can maybe decide to make better choices. If you help yourself, you can help others. So we all have a finite. Yes. Yes. Yes, I told I told you this before. I know because you've said it back to me as well, because I know that like you it hit home for you. We all have a finite bank of our energy. If mm-hmm. you have, think about it like this. If you have very little money in your bank account, how are you expected and able to donate to causes that you believe in, right? You're barely holding on. The mm-hmm. same goes for your mental well-being and your energy. If you don't fill your own mental energy bank, how are you possibly able and willing, able, whatever, to contribute to somebody else's bank, of mental energy. How are yes. you expected to do that? So you're going to run yourself dry. You're going to run, your, you're gonna your run yourself dry and you're going to ruin their experience too. If I'm honest, right. call right. out the people, like get it together with yourself first so that then you can give a quality, uh, I don't know, experience to somebody else. Like it's very important that you take care of yourself. So that's one of the things that I just added on here. This is my list. I didn't even get it from Google. I just made it up. So Look at you. Look at me. I'm growing. So let's talk about, because I wanted to keep it fun, some notable givers. Okay? All right. So I started this so ambitious, as I always do. I was like, I'm going to do one of every letter of the alphabet. And then I was like, we do not <laughs> oh have, God. we do not have... Five hours. 45 days. So I stopped at, let me see, D. <laughs> I stopped at D. So I got very far. That's exactly who I am in a nutshell. I got so ambitious, I gave up at D. Okay. Here we go. A, Abdul Rahman al-Sumait. I did not know this person. Mm-mm. He was an Islamic scholar, medical practitioner, and humanitarian from Kuwait. Before he passed away in 2013, he was the founder of Direct Aid, a charity organization that has built 124 hospitals and dispensaries, 840 schools, 204 Islamic centers, 214 women training centers, and 2,200 mosques in Africa. Oh, no, not done. 
It also, this organization also distributed thousands of tons of food and medicines in famine-stricken areas, and this organization has adopted nearly 10,000 orphans. Wow. This person, this one man, started all of that. He started the seed for all of that. Like, I was like, uh, obviously, yes, he's going on my list. My the top of the list. Yeah, yes. Arrogant list. A plus. Okay. Next. I know that some of some of these people are going to be a little contentious. Actually, I didn't put the one that was super contentious on here. Bill Gates. I just. <laughs> <laughs> Get out. <laughs> B. You said contentious, and it was B, and I was like, Bill Gates, yeah. Bill Gates, mm-hmm. co-founder of Microsoft <laughs> and co-founder of Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation. The primary goals of this foundation are to enhance healthcare and reduce extreme poverty across the globe and to expand educational opportunities and access to information technology in the U.S. So as of 2018, Bill and Melinda Gates had donated around $36 billion to the foundation. Now, it's got some things about it that aren't like completely i have questions however it's still a foundation that's trying for the betterment of people and it's better than a lot of things that are making a lot of money so absolutely just to break 36 million dollar sorry 36 billion dollars down because i that just blows my mind i can't possibly fathom that so i thought i would look up a separate article for context so what does 36 billion dollars mean a private island in the Bahamas costs less than $1 billion. Okay. <laughs> let's do math. So let's even round up to $1 bill. Buckingham Palace is estimated to be worth $1.4 billion. Oh, my okay? God. So we're at mm, two and a half. Again, I'm rounding up. I'm being very liberal with my funds, but okay. <laughs> What's a bill? What's a cool bill? Who cares? The White House is worth less than $1 billion. So now we're at, if we're adding this up, is one, two and a half, three and a half. A family vacation to space is only worth fifty million, so now we're up to four four billion. And the Hannah Montana franchise, which is well no. after my time, <laughs> is worth one billion. So we're at wow, five, that's shocking. So all of those things combined is worth five billion dollars. Approximately do that six more times, seven more times. They donated thirty six billion dollars. So think of it this way. They donated $36 when the total of all those things I just said costs less than $5. Does that make sense? It does. It does. Um, You know, and I don't know. And like you mentioned the contentiousness thing and like, yes, I don't know the ins and outs. I just fundamentally don't even believe that people should have that power. I think that we, the people should decide how that money gets spent, not one person. And that's kind of my issue with billionaires on its face. There's a website and I'm going to fuck this up, but it's something like, what all can you buy if you're Bill Gates? And it's literally like, to give yourself an idea, you can buy every single NFL team and still have $10 billion left over. Yeah. And so like the amount of money, like $36 billion is a lot. Yes, I don't, I don't, you know, shit on that. Now, is it a lot compared to $900 billion or whatever the hell they're actually worth? Mm-hmm. I, I mean, yes and no. And that's kind of what I, yeah, yeah. I, I don't know how rich the other guy was, the first guy. And maybe I would have, I mean, if he was like crazy loaded, I would have the same issue with him. Yeah. 
Yeah, that's fair. It's not necessarily an issue with the foundation or what the foundation does or who it pays and how much they pay. All of that. People have to make livings. And if they're doing good work, they should be paid well. Yeah. But. Should it be that much to like, you know, ruin the middle class or whatever? Like, I hear what you're saying. Like, eliminate the middle class because we've got kings in our midst, pharaohs in our midst, right? Right. Right. And the people should decide. That should that should be our money to decide where it goes. Like, so whenever we vote and we, uh, you know, write policy and, and fight for those changes and fight for healthcare, or whatever that is, that, that that's where that should come from. It shouldn't be Bill Gates to decide that leukemia is more important than brain cancer or whatever. That's a good argument. That's a good argument. I didn't think about it that way. So the, the view that I take from this angle is it is what it like. So my <laughs> surprise, she's cynical. Um, I, I take it from this view of like, they've got this money. There's nothing shoulda, coulda, woulda about it. They've got it in their pocket. Yeah. Yeah. And they're giving some back that they didn't yeah. have to do. So that's a little sure. bit where I come from now. I'm jaded. Like, I, I see where you're coming from. It's like, who says, like, just because you had a personal experience with leukemia or, or XYZ, that that warrants billions and billions of dollars where, you know, this other cause isn't worth it. Right. That's fair. I think that's a really fair argument. But at the same time, I think like he didn't have to give any of it by capitalism standards. He could just sit it's, on his money pile and swim in his money room like Scrooge McDuck. Ab- absolutely. It's absolutely true. And I think that it's it's one of the things that we need to confront in American culture because American culture and capitalism and, and, and entrepreneurship and, and, and making it and, and, and building a fortune, all of that's something we strive for. And then it's like, okay, wait, hold on. Now we're like, we're selling ourselves out of this dream because all of a sudden everybody at the top has everything. And... It just, it, it can't be the, you know, like I hear stories about Mark Cuban all the time and like Mark Cuban's a great guy and like he pays his staff incredibly well and he's got a ton of staff at the MAF Stadium and, and he gives back. And da, 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 da. It's true, 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 true. All of those things based on his personal interests, not the interests of folk, not the interests of the Commonwealth, not the interests of the nation, the world, et cetera. It's his interest. That is true. That's a very fair argument. And I didn't think about it that way before. So um, that's, that's a really good transition into what I'm about to say next because- Money is amazing when you got it and you can throw a couple bill toward a cause you believe in because when you were a kid, (laughs) you know, Rosebud the Sled made you have feelings, Citizen Kane reference. But, you know, for the rest of us (laughs) peons, we are just trying to get by and, you know, we're trying to make a living. We're trying to make our lives comfortable. We're trying to make our you know, spawns lives better than ours was. Um, so what? what is it for the rest of us? So I think the couple that I have next are going to be more up this street than these guys. These were just the big old, like, let me throw some money at a situation Crazy and huge. hire a billion people to start a foundation. Right. Okay. Bono. So one of the world's best known performers uh philanthropic performers uh he was named the most politically effective celebrity of all time by the national journal journal whatever that is i don't know what the national journal is but whatever he was named it by that (laughs) he has been dubbed quote the face of fusion philanthropy both for his success in listing powerful allies from a spectrum of leaders in government religious institutions philanthropic organizations popular media and the business world as well as for spearheading new organizational networks that bind global humanitarian relief with geopolitical activism and corporate commercial enterprise so here's how i diffuse that 
he used his celebrity and his talents to connect big givers with other big givers to exponentially increase the philanthropy of shared causes. He connected people to other people to make sure that they could have an organized mission and move forward in a very productive direction. Yeah. That's what he did. And also, I mean, he's also like given a ton of shows in charity and whatever. I mean, he's definitely used those as opportunities too. But more powerfully, he's making calls, right? He's not in the spotlight and he's making calls and saying to these people like, you need to support this cause. Hi, you you need to support this cause. Yeah. That's amazing. He's an activist. Okay. Um, I'm getting a side cramp because... I've been sedentary. This is when you know you need to exercise. When you get a side cramp from sitting for too long instead of a side cramp from running on the treadmill. Oh, okay. Welcome to 2020. Okay. Dolly Parton. We're on D's. I totally skipped the C's. Yes. She's a country singer that is the most amazing, wonderful woman. She's my godmother. I love her so much. Um. So... She is an advocate for children's education, and she has a foundation, the Imagination Library. Are you familiar with this at all? Have you heard anything about this before? I am not. Okay. It's really cool. She gives books to children. (gasps) Yes, I did know that. Yeah. (laughs) She gives books to children to develop their reading skills before starting school. So the program started by offering every child in the Tennessee area where she was born and raised um, a free education Sorry, no, not a free education. Woof. Big, big claim, big claim. A free age-appropriate <laughs> book each month in the mail until age five, regardless of whatever their family income was. So in 2000, the Imagination Library became so popular. It was like founded in Dollywood and it just like started out of there. And then it was in Tennessee and just for the Tennesseans. Because remember, she grew up in like a dirt house. I mean, she didn't have anything. And so she just felt like, I just want to give them something that they can enjoy and like get get to reading because like she's just the best. That's pretty good. Just, she's so pure. <laughs> I just love, she's the most pure soul ever. And she's I love her great. so much. Uh, so sweet. She is. Anyway, so in 2000 then, because it was getting popular, um, she announced that she wanted to make the program available to any community that would partner with her and support it locally in their community. So... The program has since expanded to 1,800 local communities in the U.S., in Canada, in Ireland, in the U.K., and the Imagination Library currently sends about 1.3 million books to children every month, and it has drastically improved literacy for all the children that are enrolled. So, Dolly did it again. She won our hearts again. Again. Back Uh, back to back. Okay, I'm curious about what you think about this guy coming up. I got two more. Warren. Elizabeth. <laughs> Word association. Warren, go. Elizabeth. <laughs> no, Warren Buffett. Yes, 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 yes. What do you think? Um, I know ultra rich investment mm-hmm. banker, but like investment banker into a bank. But, like, lives in a three-bedroom, drives an old Cadillac, not very, like, showy, and also has committed to giving it all away. Do I have that wrong? Yeah. You are right. right. He vibes Bernie for me. Like, 
the old white man thing. If 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 Bernie didn't hate Wall Street, then yes, that's that would right. Be. That's exactly right. They are cousins, not brothers. Yeah. <laughs> okay. No, that's right. Okay. Good point. Good point. So Warren, our friend Warren, he pledged thirty point seven billion dollars worth of his Berkshire Hathaway stock to the Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation. So he's like the third guy on that chain he's like the third wheel on <laughs> that foundation he's a trustee Menage but still he pledged almost 31 billion dollars okay 31 bill ain't no thing in 2008 he was labeled the richest man in the world you're gonna like this i think just just let me read these two sentences then i want to hear what you have to say in 2008, he was labeled the richest man in the world with a net value of $62 billion. The next year, he was bumped to this to second place after he gave billions of dollars to charities, making his net worth only $37 billion. So he went from $62 billion in 2008 to $37 billion in 2009. So again, we're talking big league billions here. You're right. Your point taken, well taken. Okay, like, oh, you only have 37 billion now? Like, okay, but he threw away in, I mean, what some could argue his, you know, greed bucket just for yeah. things that he believed in. I mean, like, I, I, I think that you would have a hard time spending a billion dollars in your lifetime. I think that you would really struggle to do it. And listen, you've never met uh, <laughs> me with a billion dollars. I could find a now, way. I'm very now, creative. Could you fly? Could you fly through 50 million? Yeah. Could you fly through, you know, 500 million in your life? Yeah. I think that you would like that. It, it's so hard for us to conceptualize. When I it heard is. that he. It's too big. It's way too big. And we we're just kind of like, okay, millions and then billions. So we went from big to bigger. And that's what we do. And I'm like, that's not it. That's not what we're talking about. And and I heard, you know, whenever I think it wasn't even that long ago that he did that and he he donated he recommitted that thirty last thirty two well, not last, but you know, big chunk of it to Bill and Melinda. I was like, Why are rich folk giving money to rich folk for their organizations? That doesn't make any goddamn sense to me. Why don't you give some poor folk in the organizations? It just you know <clears throat> Yeah, directly. Like, the, why aren't you giving it directly to the source instead of into right. rich foundations? Why, okay. What are you Listen, doing? Listen, that's fair. That's a fair you're argument. Giving, you're giving an ultra-rich organization ultra-wealth. What the hell? How many organizations out there are desperate for money and don't have any access to it? So, ah, Good point. That's a good point. I, I didn't think of it that way. I just thought, like, oh, he's giving it away. He's giving it away to a good cause. That's a good point. Yeah. Listen, yeah. you are illuminating my brain on this like that's a good point okay here's a, here's something i think you're i think you're gonna like i don't okay. know tell me he said quote i want to give my kids just enough so that they would feel that they could do anything but not so much that they would feel like doing nothing so instead he plans to give much of it away to charity now what charities right it's at his discretion but his children will not inherit a significant portion of his wealth what do you think about that gorgeous Gorgeous. And like, you well, that's know, that's how you love them. Right. That's yeah. How you love I your love kids. that. And like, you can be like, like, cause that's the thing about this amount of money is like, you can like, what does that mean? A hundred million? Or does that mean I'm going to give each of them a billion? Or is that, you know, like whatever level of support or allowance <laughs> they've been given their entire lives, whatever they're used to, you know, 
it would be interesting to know that number. And it, I'm sure it'll come out when the day dawns. But I think he's on his way, right? It could have been worse. He's got all this money. There's no legislation or anything that says that he can't. Absolutely. So like. It could be worse. Yeah, good Absolutely. move, man. Like, that's right. Yeah. Now, how does that translate? How much is he going to give him? I mean, is it going to be a $100,000 a year salary? Or is it going to be, you know, eight and a half and probably- million a year salary? Right. And in like, is it like one of those, do you dump it right before you die? So you don't have to pay the taxes on it. Like these people that have these money, this money, they, they, Donald Trump, that makes me smart. You know, they figure out ways to get around paying their dues to the detriment of all of us. And then they decide where, I mean, I know I sound just hyper cynical, but this thing is just so funky to me. That's interesting. I didn't think of it this way. So I like that you're bringing it up because you've given me a perspective that I just didn't put a light on before. I didn't shine a light on it before. Because over here, I'm thinking like, wow, good guy. And like some of these, like, for instance, I didn't put him on here because I just thought he's too contentious. And to be frank, I don't like him. Mark Zuckerberg. Like he also, with his wife, have vowed to donate like 50% of their wealth to charity or whatever in their lifetimes or whatever. Yeah, for some reason, that vibes with me a little disingenuous where some of these others like Warren Buffett just vibes with me a little bit more authentic. Like, I feel like he's just a little bit more. I mean, they're both self-made. They're both whatever. But I just feel like, is that the precedent that Warren Buffett set? And now all the other Mark Zuckerbergs are like, oh, we better do that because like, oh, like, assholes. like that's right. kind of the feeling that I'm vibing. But who knows? I mean, listen, I'm not in the room where it happens. I have no friggin' idea. Like, I just think. <laughs> the room where it happened. The room where it happens. The room where it happens. <laughs> I forgot it was a song. <laughs> Damn it. I was singing that stupid book by old What's His Fuck. You, I know I do this every episode. I know it's annoying. And I Mom. know you put up with it because I'm your <laughs> podcast wife. And you just have to deal with my, like, rolling pin. But here it comes. Hamilton. If you haven't listened to Hamilton. Yeah. No, if Warren Buffett could give me about 500 bucks, I'd go see it. That'd be fine. No, you can (laughs) listen to it for free on one of the, you know, media players that you I think it's on Apple TV now. I need to watch it. You have to watch it and you have to, I will give you my passcode for Disney Plus (laughs) if you don't have it. Because you, your heart, and I've said this, remember before, I said, I'm Aaron Burr and you're Alexander Hamilton, and I'm trying to come to be more like Alexander Hamilton than Aaron Burr. But that's who we are. That's or at least that's where we started, and that's why we have this podcast so we can grow, right? So right. you need to watch it with the idea that that's us, and like I just that's want okay. you to watch it because I think especially you, you are. I mean, like you're just like standing up on the table, like just like everybody. This is important. This is what we stand for. Who's with me? Like. Yeah. You need to you need to watch it because you're going to be like, oh, my God, this is this is so life changing. I really Inspiring. think you're going to love it. And then you're going to be playing the soundtrack and you're going to be, you know, doing whatever you're going to be at work and you're going to be playing it. And you're going to be learning the rap songs because they go super fast. And naturally, us white people are like trying to <laughs> love <laughs> da, 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 da. it's going too fast. Roll like roll it back. Roll it back. I need to hear it again. OK. <laughs> anyway, that was a sidestep. Here we go. Me too. Okay, you're going to like this one then. So I I gave you the worst. I softened it a little (laughs) with Warren. Now we're going to go to like a really good one. Ready? James Harrison. 
So this guy is not a celebrity, but he is a huge uh, giver. I would argue more so than our billion dollar, you know, stakes table. When he was 14 years old, he got sick and he had to give one of his, or sorry, he had to get one of his lungs removed. He was in the hospital for three months, 14, and he, he received a hundred stitches. How old is your brother right now? Uh, 17. Okay. So, okay. Minus three years. That's not at all correct. But I was just thinking like vibe with that kind of an age. Okay. 14 Mm -hmm. years old and you're in there for three months. Okay. During this time, he received almost two gallons of donated blood and decided he would give back from then on. So he gave blood and plasma from age 18 onward for 60 plus years. Meanwhile, as this was all happening during this life, doctors were struggling with cases of a potentially fatal condition called RH incompatibility, also known as rhesus isoimmunization or RH disease. So it occurs when pregnant women uh, have an RH negative blood type, but the fetus that she's carrying is RH positive. So the mom's negative blood type, the baby is a positive blood type. In some pregnant women, RH disease causes their antibodies to attack the fetus's red blood cells. Scientists needed a way to turn this reaction off so that the mother's body wouldn't kill the baby. In Harrison's blood, they found it. It was a rare antibody known as RHD immune globulin or anti-D. So doctors believe Harrison has this anti-D like globulin because of the blood he received at age 14 that was donated. So Harrison became the first anti-D donator, or sorry, donator, Jesus Christ, donor in Australia and the most prolific. He's in the Guinness World Records for the man, he's known as the man with the golden arm. Uh, He said, quote, I was prepared and wanted to give something back. Uh, and I've been donating for 60 years. Wow. End quote. At this point, he has donated it enough to save an estimated 2 million babies, including his own grandson, Scott. Wow. When his grandson turned 16, he donated blood alongside his grandfather, who was donating for the thousandth time. They donated <laughs> together. Isn't that cute? Amazing. Gorgeous beautiful love that yes okay so this is a little bit of a sidestep and i know that this is probably getting a long episode sorry but i had to get that shot because i was a negative blood type and my daughter in my stomach was a positive blood type and i had to get that because my body had the potential to attack my child and kill it wow And so that means something to me. Absolutely. So I feel very strongly that this man just feeling moved by the two gallons that he was donated, but by, I'm sure, a number of people, because you only donate like a pint at a time. Nobody's leaving with a gallon. (laughs) So it had to have been a a, a huge amount of people, but he was in that kind of a critical condition. He was so moved by the people who stepped up to help and donate that he decided to become a lifetime giver and that's really important so okay anyway i'm gonna get into a little bit of that listen 
These are some really extreme examples of people that are giving back. I know that. But it's not about being the best giver. It's not about that. It's just about giving. Yeah. So every penny, every drop of blood, every minute you spend giving back adds up. Mm -hmm. Do what interests you. Do what makes you feel good. Do you want to be a mentor? Stop thinking about it and go do it. Do you want to donate blood or plasma because you hate confrontation and people? <laughs> do that. Yeah. Like, yeah. just, okay. It's so important. And not to toot my own horn here. I don't mean to. I just want to make an example out of the things that I'm trying to do, just to show that I'm trying. I had a similar epiphany to James Harrison, this guy that donated all that blood, when my daughter was born. Because, side note of that thing that rh thing my daughter was born super premature you know that um i saw her need things that i couldn't give her and as a new mother i was helpless and it was just a horrible horrible feeling that i would never ever wish on anybody so i donate blood regularly now because i'm o negative the universal donor oh wow cool and they give blood to preemies. And that means a lot to me because I was a mother of a preemie that she actually didn't end up needing a transfusion, but like she needed a lot of help. And yeah. that means a lot. That's a very personal thing to me. And even if it isn't, like fucking do it anyway. But <laughs> right. if it is personal, all the more reason that you should. So another thing that I do, although I haven't done it recently since I moved because I've been just busy and I need to get back on it because I'm an asshole, but I send cards to the NICU nurses and the OBGYN that delivered her. Now I show them pictures of her growing and I tell them what she's up to. And I thank them for saving her life and for saving my life. I send it twice a year on her birthday in June and around Christmas time. Wow. You know why I do that? Because I have not stopped being grateful to them. So if I'm not grateful for my daughter, I'll stop sending them stuff. Like, yeah. that's how I feel. <laughs> yeah, that's really beautiful. Without my OBGYN, I certainly would not have survived childbirth. I had a lot of complications. I would have died. I was dying. I was on the table dying. Wow. Without the NICU nurses, she would not have lasted. She would have definitely died. If she had not gotten out of my stomach at the time that they needed to cut her out. Sorry, graphic. Sorry, everybody. But that's what it is. Welcome to being a mother. Um, <laughs> if that hadn't happened in an emergency fashion prematurely, she mm. would not have survived and I would not have survived. We both would not have made it. So they needed to take her out and then care for her and keep her alive for the 43 days that she was in the NICU. And I will not forget that. So. Wow. I like to think about those nurses and my doctor, my OBGYN that was on call that night. It was a Thursday. Having a rough day, just like people are being dicks. And I hope that they're reading these cards that I write for them. I don't know. I just assume. But I hope that they know what a difference that they make and what a difference they made for her and for me. This is important. Yeah. And I owe them that, at least. A card yeah. twice a year for the rest of my life is nothing. Because I am alive. I'm not in the ground. Right. I, and neither is she. So it's dramatic, but again, welcome to me. Okay. So here are some ways. <laughs> nice, smooth transition. No, I think that, that that's really awesome. And like, and I, I'm sure that they look forward to them and I'm sure that they read them and feel with all of that energy that you're sending them and, and, and gratefulness and, and thankfulness. And I... I 
I think that's so cool. I wish that, I hope that it is the case. I can imagine it being the case that that happens a lot and that they, they get that kind of stuff. But I can also imagine that they don't. So I think it's terribly, terribly awesome that you take time out of your day to do that and just annual, biannual reminders are just... Yes, thank I bet you. you they got them tacked up on the wall. I bet you if you walked right in there, you could probably find all of them. It'd be so cool. I hope so. And like my feeling from that is thank you. And like, let's shine the light. Like my feeling, my instinct goes like, don't shine the light on me. Like shine it over there. Like, and then they should be saying, no, shine it over there. They educated me. And then they should be saying, shine it over there. And then we can all just kind of point it at everybody else. You know what I mean? Like yeah. it can just be just this like continuous circle. Just- it's you. I'm grateful for you. No, I'm grateful for no, you. No, I'm, I'm grateful gra- for you. Like, <laughs> yeah, knock it right. off. I'm grateful for you. That's how I hope that we can design the world. That's just yes. what I want. If we, could, if we can just cherry pick. So I took a page out of Kendall's book, out of some of his past podcasts that I thought were really brilliant. Here are some creative ways to give back. So. Support your local nonprofits and schools through passive giving programs. So some of these organizations have fundraising partnerships. And so like in some cases, especially around the holidays, you can check in and see, um, will they match, you know, if you buy something from them or if you, uh, will they match your donation or whatever? So you can always check with that. Amazon Smile will donate a portion of the purchase that you make. So if you're in coronavirus, if thanks to Rona, (laughs) If you're just sitting at home buying stuff on Amazon, well, then put on the filter for Amazon Smile and pick a charity. Pick anything you want. There's so many choices. Pick whatever hits close to home and then, like, just make it worth something. I mean, you're buying it anyway. You're buying that. For me, it was um, the laptop holder for your treadmill because that's where I'm at in my life. So maybe turn on Amazon Smile while you're buying your laptop holder for your treadmill. It was $39.99 and I haven't used it yet, but we'll find out if it's good. Okay. Another way to give back. Um, Children's hospitals may uh, have volunteer opportunities that range from rocking newborn babies in need of a cozy cuddle to adding to the hospital's arsenal of inexpensive art supplies and games. So, Mm -hmm. again, let's make it about me. I will say... (laughs) I was lucky that I lived extremely close to my hospital so I could visit my newborn in the NICU every single day. And you bet I fucking did. I went every single day. They were like, you can't drive. You just had a C-section. I was like, the hell I won't. (laughs) I will fly. Watch me. Watch me. (laughs) Seatbelt on. Like, (laughs) pedal to the metal. Sorry. I mean, you can't catch me now because it's long gone. So (laughs) anyway, while I was there, I noticed that there were many, many babies that did not have that luxury of families that lived really close. So I remember there was one in in particular, but there were a few, but one in particular um, lived over an hour away and they couldn't come see their baby until the weekends because they both worked and they had to work. So they had preemies too, the same emotional horror show that i was experiencing it was not enough that i was there every day (laughs) but it can't imagine how much that had to be painful so people taking the time to rock and hold their babies was an important uh step for their ability to thrive so there would be volunteers that would come in and i remember they would sit in the rocking chair and they would just they'd just be elderly or like or or even young people or stay-at-home moms or whatever they're just like oh no i got like two hours to kill i'll just come and rock a baby for a little bit 
And that was, it made all the difference because that baby is now going to feel more comforted and soothed. And if they're a preemie, they're going to survive. I mean, they're going to do better. You know, it's evolutionary. So anyway, almost done. So organize a food drive. Um, enlist your neighbors in an, uh, in your effort to give back and offer to handle the logistics for them. So you can pass out flyers, you can do porch pickup, um, especially during COVID time, you don't even have to talk to people <laughs> if you're anything like me. Um, and, uh, then you just deliver the donations on your block's behalf or your apartment's behalf or whatever. It's just an easy way to, to give back. So reconnect with an old friend is another one. Take the time to warm some hearts, write a letter, reach out to somebody that you've lost touch with. It's yes. that simple. It's that simple. One person, and it can make all the difference. If you miss Say them, that. they likely miss you too. So mm-hmm. just reach out. If you're thinking about them, just be like, I miss you. Like, let's reconnect. That's all it takes. Um, do some dogs and cats some goods. You can donate blankets and towels. If you've got old stuff, you can look uh, donate it to a local animal shelter. You can bake homemade dog treats. Uh, you can volunteer your lap for cat sitting or dog socialization. So again, I'm going to be a like a nose in the air uh, person. A long time ago, not lately at all. I used to volunteer for the Humane Society in Virginia, and I got to play with horses and dogs and cats and wow. rabbits. I just got to play with uh, them. So who's really benefiting from that? Is, I mean, people would pay for that now. I'm telling you. you. I mean. <laughs> it was so fun. It was so fun. So if you like that kind of thing, like, just go volunteer. They desperately need your help, and they won't argue. Hi, have you dealt with horses before? Yeah. No, that was literally me. No, I've never. I grew up in the suburbs. I have no idea. Okay. Well, this one's nice. This one will kick you. Don't get behind it. And you're good to go. Like, have fun. <laughs> okay, cool. This one's fun. Um, give me the brush. I want to brush it. Anyway. So um, thank your Mother Earth. Adopt or step up an eco-friendly habit for a week, a month, or an entire holiday season. So just use uh, reuse stuff. Um, travel mugs. Use their cloth shopping bags instead of... Uh, plastic bags that goes a long way Mm -hmm. you can um walk your talk so that's just like any kind of turkey trot or any kind of walk for a cause or a run for a cause you get yourself in shape she says with her uh laptop stand and her treadmill (laughs) that haven't been assembled yet get your news and your workout at the same time but hypothetically you could do that if that's your vibe um You can treat the firefighters of your local fire station. You can give them baked goods. Although, I don't know if they're going to be like, I'm questioning this. I don't know if I trust you. Who are you? But assuming they know you or you're not scary or you buy it from the store, um, you can hook up low-income neighborhoods. You can kick down your old compute. Kick down? Kick down your old computer (laughs) equipment uh, to a community center when you upgrade. So instead of letting it gather dust in your closet, you can just pass it on and let somebody else have it. Just wipe it and give it to somebody that might need it. Um, Okay. You can lend your dog out. So you can go to local children's hospitals, nursing homes, hospice programs um, regarding dog assisted therapy programs. So your dog has to go through some screenings, but if you do it, then they can just go and your dog gets the attention that maybe you can't give it. And they like, you've touched so many lives in a day. Like this is exactly what my 
old ass border collie needs if he could go flirt with people for a little while he would be the happiest dog ever and not to mention how happy others would be to see him. right win 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 um and then uh save a neighbor some dough i can see you being this vigilante if meter maids heavily decorate vehicles with parking tickets, post a handmade warning sign out front on street sweeping days or other times that garner most citations. I um, love that. I feel like that's a little bit of a punch to government. So if that's your thing, then Hell that's like, yeah. you know, two birds <laughs> with one stone again. Here we are again. Them, them goddamn feds is going to come down here and get you. Hold on. Giant yep. sign. Don't <laughs> park here. You're going to get fined. Anyway. Um watch okay here's one that it said on this website volunteer to watch a friend's children so he or she can accomplish a little kid-free holiday shopping or simply enjoy a very silent night so here's my notes all caps ha 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 do you even know how much of a best friend i would be if you gave greg and me a few hours to be efficient woof or god forbid have a date night greg's parents are always so amazing about that um they sort of push us out the door when they visit us like every time they're like when's your date night gonna be like they're very proactive about that like go get out of here so that you can go have some time um and we appreciate that so much so anybody who wants to help again do what vibes with you if you don't like kids don't pick that one pick another other one (laughs) anyway so there's a ton of things and so i'm not going to go through all of these but like um there's adopt a flower bed employer skills to help the jobless so if you have if you have resume building skills or you know just whatever your industry is you can help train some people or mentor them um create a lawn library i literally want to do this I have so many books that, so it's just making a little birdhouse full of books that you can let your community share and give and take and just let them do it. Um, I, I seriously might do this. I might like commission. There's a couple in my neighborhood. Yeah. Do you like it? Do you, I mean, at least oh, when yeah. you drive by, you're so like, that's cute. so cute. Yeah. I'm interested and I feel like I already envision it. Like top shelf will be adult books, not adult, adult yeah. books. I'm not adult books adults only <laughs> xxx and then the bottom shelf will be kid books and i feel like yeah that would be so cute like just cute. let people go and take them as they want and then bring something back when they i just feel like that's so sweet anyway and then obviously we talked about donate blood donate plasma donate breast milk if you are mm-hmm. um on the outs of your child uh being breastfed or you just happen to make a lot um and uh it says even get kids um hooked on books like just um check in with your local library and see how you can volunteer to read to kids if they want it um if they're looking for something like that there's another thing where you can just break a five or a 10 or 20 into dollar bills and just give them away throughout the day to those who you just think might need it like i just i don't know here you go i don't know i like you here you go (laughs) um and they and it says perhaps even lend an ear and listen to their story you might change the course of someone's day with your generosity um and then i mean that's mostly it there's there's other things i mean give your attention to people listen um and you'll be good to go so if all of this sounds like too much for you then there's a likelihood that i think and this isn't to you kendall this is to anybody who's listening if this all sounds like too much i suspect that you need to give back to yourself because your bank is running low. So if you're not feeling inspired by this, I suspect that you are depleted and you need to start filling your own bank. And that's fine. That's okay. Um, But treat yourself, be kind to yourself. And then when you're ready, 
you'll start feeling like you want to give back to others because it's so important. And don't be an asshole. <laughs> Just don't be an asshole. Yes. Fix yourself first and then, you know, fix others because that's what we're all here to do. So here we go with my mama again. And then I'm wrapping up. She gives back and gave back in a lot of ways. She's donated um, to her local PBS affiliate to keep that amazing stuff on TV. She's volunteered with the VFW, which is the Veterans of Foreign Wars. And she's dragged her kids to McRest in her church, which stands for Macomb County Rotating Emergency Shelter Program. So it's a place where men, women, and children experiencing the trauma of homelessness find emergency solutions and housing resources. She used to drag my sister and me to all-nighters for this at church where, like, oh, we're taking care of them tonight so they have a place to sleep and whatever. Um, at the time, I was like, cool, I'll be over there asleep on those chairs. Uh, <laughs> But now, as I look back, I see what she was doing. She was trying to give back while she was also trying to teach her daughters to feel empathy for others and live outside of our own fucking solar system. So to recognize that we are not the center of our universe, but our troubles, sorry, and our troubles are not all troubles. They're not everybody's troubles. We need to get perspective. So Kendall. What kinds of giving back things did you get rubbed into doing as a child? I don't know. I mean, like we went and, you know, fed some folks a couple times with churches. And I mean, we, that camp, I still love that camp. Even, you know, my faith aside, um, that camp, I grew up at that camp. I made lifelong friends out of that camp. So like we go, I say we, my parents more than me for sure, go and volunteer and build and cook and clean and all that stuff. Um, I mean, it's a summer camp. So like my mom spends weeks up there mm-hmm. um, and she's literally running. I don't, she's one of the busiest people I know. Um, and not like the, like the biz, like we talked about that. And it's not like the like busy as a status. She's not like busy because it's hot to be busy. She's just always got 10 things to do mm-hmm. um and my father's so handy so like it's just a good fit and they love to do it and that's amazing i bet I, it makes all I, the I, difference up there to the people who go to it oh absolutely i think that the one of the i'm not totally certain this came from my parents i'm not exactly sure where this came from but like boxing food like when you go out to a restaurant mm-hmm. take your food and if you see somebody that needs food or somebody that asks for food or whatever have it with you to then give out it, it like there's no reason it kind of like for me mentally it starts there there's no reason for this food to just go back and be thrown away take whatever's with you yeah take it and and that kind of builds onto every everything else that you've mentioned is it's an easy uh, habit to get into and then just let that be the new level like that's the new thing that i always do i just take it and if somebody needs it i just give it right and if it sits in the car for three hours then throw it away you know like if it becomes if it if it if it if you're not heading home fine but if somebody on the way needs it, great. If they don't, then okay, maybe now I'll throw it away. That's nice. Um, but so many great, fantastic, cool ideas for giving in this episode. I, it, I knew it was big. I didn't know it was that big. I know. And, and I'm sorry. I kept you for like Lord of the Rings length. <laughs> no, not at all. But I just felt not like there were so many different ways to give that I kind of feel like a call to action here for ourselves and for anybody who's listening, like, You don't have an excuse. Like, I know that sounds harsh, but there's no excuse. 
oh, I don't have the money. Oh, I don't have the time. Okay, cool. Give your blood then. Put yourself as an organ donor then. Like there's nothing, there's no way you can squeeze out of it. So if you need to fix yourself first, do that and definitely treat yourself like you would treat giving back to others. Give back to yourself. You know, you have put out a lot, I'm sure. And especially during this 2020 time, like there's probably a lot of people that are just like, I can't handle. Well, okay. Invest in yourself, get yourself back up on your feet so that you can help others. Um, Big or small, if you expect better in this world, then frankly, you do not have ground to stand on until you've started contributing. Do it. Enjoy doing it. Reap the universal rewards. Give money, give blood, give your organs upon your death, give your time, give your knowledge, give something to others. And I promise you will feel more fulfilled. You will feel less depressed. You will feel less anxious. You will feel happier. You will win, Mm -hmm. let alone the others that you impact. And that's it, Mm -hmm. babe. That's it. That's gorgeous. Absolutely. It's going to take all of us. And uh, we've got some exciting things to look forward to. And this is so, so crucial in that. So. Mm, let's just start good habits now okay and and the start of the biden presidency let's just start it now make it good for everyone (laughs) don't fuck it up Uh, (laughs) not you not you kendall i mean the world literally literally (laughs) literally the world okay that's it follow us on social you know our typical spiel please do it and please tell others rate us please um we need the ratings to uh just validate as we reach out to other things other podcasts cross promotions we need those ratings to prove that we are who we are and that we have uh you know ground to stand on so give back we are giving to you a podcast you give back to us with a rating or lovely whatever two minutes 30 seconds and downloads maybe play maybe play one episode like 40 times from 40 different (laughs) devices enormous whatever feels right to you whatever feels like if you have a vpn and you can bounce it out (laughs) yeah yeah if you could take it to switzerland bounce it around a little bit get it get it uh in a bitcoin situation i don't know i have no idea how the internet works okay Anyway, that's it for us for this time. We will see you next week. We're getting close to the holiday season, so uh, stay tuned. We're going to have more fun stuff on the way. More to come. All right, folks. We will see you. Bye! Bye! <laughs> <laughs>